Welcome to season two of Shine Time Radio, a maybe monthly podcast full of coaching, tarot, and life hints and tips for the dreamers, schemers, and magic makers. I'm your host, Jenny Robertson, life and intuitive coach and the holder of space over here at Shine Time Coaching. Oh, hello. Welcome to September. Uh, one of my favorite months just so happens it is my birthday month. Um, it's also my husband's birthday month. And I've always had a bit of a thing for September um, growing up in Canada. It's the start of school. So everything always felt fresh and new. It was like my new year. September is kind of like my new year. Um, so I really enjoy it. Um, yeah, I'm back. <laughs> I took a little bit of time. Um, I took August off of social media which was uh, amazing um, and much needed. And I'll get into that in a little bit. And I almost wrote off doing this podcast because I've been feeling a lot of, um, is it needed? Is my voice needed? Um, Is it supportive? Is it taking up time that could be better used doing other things? But I've had a chance to reflect on it and I really love doing it. So <laughs> I'm back. Um, so it's now a maybe monthly podcast. Um, yeah, I almost wrote it off, but this is a lesson to not make any decisions, any big decisions when you're in the middle of like an existential crisis. <laughs> just like hold fire, just pause things, let them sit for a bit and then come back to it if you need to. Um, and yeah, September as been lovely so far and also there's a lot of stuff going on as we all know um and I think it's allowing us to question very much what's going on for us um what's important what is needed what's not needed um I think we're trying to sift through an awful lot of bullshit that's now coming to the surface or being um, enlightened for us and it's can take a toll like having to process things that we thought were true or real for a long for our whole lives and having to relearn them to re-understand them to realize things some things weren't true the you know the whole structure of our um systems we're questioning um we're questioning who gets to choose, who gets to benefit. Um, and it's a lot. So I'm, if you're like me, you can probably hear it in my voice. I've been quite run down recently, but it's a lot to processing. And if you're anything like me, who is empathetic and someone who's very sensitive and highly sensitive to things going on and who wants to do everything right and who wants to help, then you're going to be probably feeling pretty exhausted as well. <laughs> and we need to be able to manage both, right? We need to be able to manage ourselves and be able to um, support ourselves which means getting in really close to our own belief systems and our own foundations and really sort of examining them for ourselves so that we can show up better. And I think we can do both at the same time. I think we can do more of one than the other. You know, there's going to be, we're going to be pulled to need to do our own work and then we can be pulled to do work that's better, you know, contributes to, the bigger community. And I think we can kind of do both at the same time and go back and forth between, between them. And we have to, right. And it's exhausting. (laughs) It's really exhausting. So, um, 
Yeah. So I think what I'm being pulled towards now is not committing to things in a really structured way that is like, um, yeah, I must do this by this and I must do this by then. So for example, this was meant to be a monthly podcast and I'm going to try and show up every month to do it, but there's going to be maybe some months where I don't. And, and that's just setting the boundary for myself and listening to my, you know, figuring out where I am energetically and where my capacity's at. Um, and yeah, and I think that's okay. I know that consistency is the king of all things oftentimes. However, I think sometimes consistency can look like consistently listening to ourselves and maybe not showing up um, all the time if it doesn't suit us in that moment. So it's all figuring it. It's figuring it out, right? We got to listen to ourselves more. We got to give ourselves what we need. So that's what I'm doing. Um, so yes, I'm back for this month. Um, I'm hoping to be back for the next couple months. Um, I really love showing up here. I really love the interaction it allows and I really love the platform. Um, and I really love the feedback and people um, getting in touch around the things that are said in the podcast that maybe don't show up so much in social media or um, in my posts, because this is much more um, probably I'm a pretty relaxed person, but I would say this is probably much even more relaxed. Um, it's unedited, as you'll often notice. <laughs> so I'm just talking. Um, and it's uh, yeah, so stuff that comes up sort of in the moment. I can share, which is nice. Um, so time away from social media. If you are anything like me, I, um, I can be a bit, I can become a bit. So I use things to numb out, right? So we all do this. So things to numb out when things become hard, when we're tired, when we're overwhelmed, when we're stressed, we can often use things to numb out. And I think that's totally fine. But I think there's, ways that are healthier for us to numb out <laughs> and there's ways that maybe just further drain us and further exhaust us and social media is one of those things it's one of those things that I love um it feeds my business it feeds my connection with people it has um helped me educate myself and to connect to thought leaders in a way that uh, I never would have without it um, most of my business and connections through come through social media and Instagram in particular. So it's a necessary, and I don't want to call it an evil. I think it's all in how we use it and how we um, are boundaries with it. But yeah, it's kind of one of those necessary evils, I suppose. Um, and if we're not, if I'm not careful with it, then it becomes a drain. And that's what was happening. I was overwhelming myself with all the wrongs in the world and everything that's going on that's terrible and trying to educate myself on all the things that are happening and coming to light right now and we as humans cannot like process in the way that social media feeds us information we cannot process and understand things at the speed that we are being given information so I think it's really important to set very clear boundaries, especially I find that for myself, definitely. And I think it's really important to take breaks. And it was, I actually really struggled to come back. <laughs> so I wanted to share a few things that I'm doing that have been illuminated for, illuminated for me over the month off in terms of social media and also how I'm starting my day, um, how I'm setting myself up. <clears throat> and I will apologize now because I do have a cold. And so my voice might sound a little rough at times, but hey-ho, I'm here. Um, so what came about from during that month off, I thought I would be like hyper productive. I 
totally wasn't outwardly hyperproductive at all. I actually ended up doing a shit ton of internal work um, and like massive and it's totally changing the fabric of my foundation and how I'm showing up for myself, how I'm showing up, but like in teeny tiny things every day. But I'm like, oh God, I would never have done that before. Oh gosh, I wouldn't have approached it that way before. Or, oh, that I would have, that would have really scunnered me before. So it's little things where I'm noticing on my day to day, how I'm showing up and how I'm able to show up. Um, and it's been amazing. So I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty of my own like therapy really <laughs> for you all. Um, but some of the things that have come to light for me are how I start my day. Um, you know, I'm somebody who loves ritual routine and I love to set myself up well, but then I can also become, I don't know if you find this, then I become almost resentful and overwhelmed by my own rituals because they're either like too complex or I'm trying to do all the shoulds. I should be doing this, should be doing this. So one of the things that's come up from being away from social media is um, totally easing into the day with a really simple, nourishing, beautiful ritual in the morning. Um, And I has helped. I have a now have a natural alarm clock called Moose. <laughs> so we got a puppy, a second puppy. Frankie's fine. She's fabulous. Um, and she's been an amazing big sister. We've got a puppy and he wakes up. He wakes us up about mm, half five-ish, um, sometimes earlier, um, sometimes just about six. So I get, a, and I love it. I've always wanted, I love waking up at that time. Um, sometimes would struggle to get up to my own alarm, but because I have to get up with moose, it's really helped. But I definitely, for me, and this isn't for everybody, but for a lot of people carving out time first thing in the morning to set ourselves up for the day in a way that serves us is like invaluable. So, um, I've been getting up early with moose. We do the, the dog things and first thing in the morning, the feeding and the, all that sort of stuff. And then I sit down with my one, I've had to like, you know, I've had to take a step back from having too many coffees, but my one glorious cup of coffee first thing in the morning, sit and take some time. I've um, started doing morning pages, which is based off of Julia Cameron's book, The Artist's Way. And it's just writing straight. She does three pages, but my pages are massive. So I've been doing one full page, (laughs) which is really big. So it's really, it's like writing for 20 minutes straight. And it's just to get a brain dump to process, to let yourself... First thing you do in the morning before you, you know, you've over started overthinking things and started getting caught up with your life is just letting the things that want to come forward, come forward. And it's been the stuff that's come up for me has been like stuff I've either tried to hide or dampen down or ignore or, or thought was too silly or but the things that are coming out of it are what really are the key things I need to or want to engage with. So it's been wonderful. So I do a page of that. Um, so it's about 20, 30 minutes of writing. And then I do a um, gratitude list. Um, and then I follow that up with a tarot card. So I've been doing a daily poll. I've been doing daily polls for the last three months. Um, as I've also been doing a monthly tracker. So keeping track of the cards that are coming forward. Um, pulling my card for the month. And then any other spread that's going to be for the month ahead. But I also just keep track of every single day what card comes up. And the patterns like incredible like repeat cards constant repeat cards um the other thing that I've noticed like for August for example I pulled all the eights and that's all about moving through something that's quite transformative so 
and I pulled them many times. So, <laughs> um, and yeah, I think I pulled maybe six or seven different cards for the whole month of August. So yeah, this shit's real. There's definitely stuff that's there. That's stuff that needs processing that I need to work through. And then that's really useful and supportive. Um, and that, yeah, I find pulling a month, uh, sorry, a daily card every day, you get to see the patterns, you get to see what's coming up, you get to see what the overall themes are, you get to see how they interact with each other and your growth and your transitions and all that kind of stuff. So I highly recommend Tarot Peeps um, to do a daily poll, like just so supportive. Um, so yes, yeah, so going back to social media, some of the things I've put in place are I've set, <laughs> turned off my notifications. I kind of hidden Instagram into a folder in my, not on my main pages of my phone. <laughs> I've um, set up Buffer. So all my posts are now on Buffer, which means I, as part of my working, coaching working day, I, I write my posts and set my posts. And I've now planned them all the way to January um, and they automatically upload onto um, Instagram for me. I then need, can then spend some time um interacting with comments, doing the sharing, um, and that kind of stuff, sharing onto other like platforms and, and yeah, it's been, it allows me to not have to be, the problem is once you're on your Instagram, right, then you start to go scroll, scroll, scroll. And I did, I found this week cause I'm not well, I found yesterday in particular, I was automatically picking up my phone and scrolling through. So that's something I'm trying to have to check myself with, but you know, progress over perfection. <laughs> Um, I'd say one of the things that I def is a non-negotiable for me is I don't go on my phone. I don't go on Instagram or I check my emails or anything like that the first thing in the morning. So that time in the morning is, um, it's sacred, I suppose, not to use too big a word, but it is. And it's non-negotiable for me now. And, um, I think there's only been one morning I haven't been able to do it because, um, I had ended up sleeping in and I needed the sleep and the sleep trumped the writing. So I ended up writing later that day. It's not quite the same thing, but the, yeah, it's become a non-negotiable. It's become unbelievably supportive and like therapy. And, um, it's just the process, uh, the opportunities to process and to give myself space and the relationship I'm developing with myself has been invaluable. So I highly recommend it. And yeah, I highly recommend, I've also unfollowed about 150 different accounts. <laughs> So I'm trying to keep, and it's not, there's nothing against any of the accounts I've unfollowed. Um, I'm trying to keep my core, my accounts that I follow are usually people I'm connected with through the business um, and people I'm learning from thought leaders and people that inspire me. Um, and then I'm learning from about different things around, you know, in the world, but I can't learn about everything all at once. And I can't be overwhelmed by the scrolling and the the, the things that are coming up. So I'm trying to be really um, selective in who I follow. And um, what else have I done? Yeah, so no notifications, pre-planned my posts, um, unfollowed a ton of accounts and just trying to remember what it feels like. And oh, I put a reminder on as well. You can put a reminder on your Instagram when you've been on for a certain amount of time. So I've set it for 20 minutes. And yeah, there's been times where it's like, ding, comes up, you've been on for 20 minutes. And I'm like, ignore, <laughs> but it's there. It's just to give me a wee bit of a shake and a bit like, okay, that's 20 minutes of your life today that you've been on. That's enough probably. Um, if I need to do more for business stuff, for coaching things and for my own um, and wanting to share things, and that's fine. But I'm trying to do that at set times in the day and not m mindlessly 
doing it and not just like think it, do it and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's what I'm on about. So I want to talk to you a little bit today about some of the posts that came out last week. If you're not on the socials, that's totally fine. Obvs. Um, you, you, I'm glad that you're here. And this is what the, the account is for. This is what the podcast is for, is to share some coaching things, things that come up through tarot and coaching, which is very much my jam. Um, so this week, the past week, we talked about our pace and I asked, what's your pace? Um, and this invitation really has been coming a lot up a lot for me, like being patient, trusting the timing of my life, trusting the process, trusting, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it makes me realize um, that I don't always honor that. And I don't think many of us do. So it seems like a really simple thing, like what's your pace? But it's not really, because it's one of those things that we think we know the answer to. But we're not always allowed to move at the pace that works best for us because life is busy, but also the systems that we live in and that we work under push a hustle worker, be, um, you know, keep going, keep doing all that kind of stuff mentality that, you know, people who rest and take time and go move slow. There's names for those people. <laughs> we don't like them, you know, so um we aren't often asked to pause and consider the pace with which we move through the world best, like the best way that we move, the best way and how we move. And it's going to be different for everybody. Absolutely. But there is definitely one, a more valued one and way than there is for everything else. Um, and of course, this is going to change through our life. Sometimes we have to move faster than we'd like or slower than we'd like because that's the nature of life, the ebb and the flow and all that kind of good stuff. But there is really, each of us has a unique way of moving that supports us best. Um, and this means that it supports, it supports the way that we process the world around us. It's the way that we move our bodies. It's how our nervous systems um, regenerate and heal and react best. It's how our brain chemistry can process best. It's how we can check in with ourselves and our intuition and our knowing around things. If we don't give ourselves the space and time to do that, then if we don't react and move in the way that works best for us, then we're missing out on an awful lot. So I mentioned this in the, in the second post of last week around my pace, and I'll get into that a little bit more, but I really am quite a slow, <laughs> slow and sweet, like honey kind of gal. Um, but I really haven't been honoring that because it's not a valued way of moving through the world. Um, and I have a lot of shame around that. There was a lot of, uh, labeling for me of being lazy, um, of being, uh, a daydreamer, um, a bit easily distracted, easily overwhelmed. And I'm like, well, no shit. <laughs> if I'm not moving in the way I'm supposed to be moving, of course, I'm going to come across as distracted and overwhelmed and klutzy and things like that. So, um, yeah, it's really important that you, Think about your pace and how you get and conserve your energy and what feels good and what feels right for you um, and what gives you what you need, you know, and, and when you're moving in ways that don't work for you, like, how does that feel and what does it strip you of? Like, where does it feel gross? <laughs> where does it, what do you notice about yourself? Um, and when you're working at your pace that works best, 
does it allow you to engage better with inspiration and intuition? You know, there's lots of ways of moving. You can move fast, slow, measured. You're maybe an ebb and flow or cyclical person. Um, maybe you're very preparatory and you really like the time to take to prepare things and be very considered in the way you move. Um, or maybe you like to move real purpose. Maybe you like to move, um, maybe you like to go with the flow and be more reactive to things. Maybe that's how you work best. Maybe that your reactions are where your inspiration and your intuition lie. Um, it's really worth paying attention to that. And it's really worth paying attention to the judgments <laughs> that come up when you consider this for yourself. And you're like, oh, do you know what? I actually have a much slower pace that I work best at than the one I'm working at. What what comes up? Do you have like the who? Like that's, uh, I don't know that I, I, I can't move this way. I've got too much to do. I'm too busy. That's lazy. That's this. That's selfish. You know, what comes up for you? Um, and if you're being really honest with yourself, you may find that you value what you value or what our society values and what actually works best for you might be two very different things. Hi, hello. <laughs> That's me. Um, so yes, I would say tarot peeps and people, you know, this is just goodness for you that this is very much night's work. And if you want to get into your pace and how you move best in the world, working with the knights is, um, amazing. Now you're going to always work with each of the nights in some way, shape or form in your life, but there's going to be a key one that works really, really well for you. And I love the Knight of cups for myself. Um, so I highly recommend you check that out if you're into that kind of thing. So I was mentioning about myself being slow and sweet <laughs> and yeah, I work best when I work slow and slow has such negative connotations, but we're going to move past that. Um, when I'm present, when I'm considered, when I'm measured, when I um, allow things to come to me and not react or um, act on them right away, that's when I work best. But this is not what my instinct wants me to do. Like I have a lot of judgment around being lazy and impatient. These are labels I was given. Um, around how I am, but because my way of moving isn't the most valued way of my pace, my way of moving and living in my life isn't the most valued in our society. Um, and I think a lot of us would find that we move work best when we slow down a bit more. Um, I'm not going to say everyone because it's not for everyone, but I think a lot of us would. <laughs> so I'm now playing about with, um, what this pace looks like for me and kind of questioning the beliefs around it and the systems around it, because that's what we do as grown ass adults, right? We work through our shit that was gifted to us that we don't actually need or believe in anymore. We have to work through that. And I'm really learning that I like to take my time, take a breath, rest in between things, let myself, let myself process things, give myself time to reflect, give myself quiet space. Like that works for me. It's quite remarkable. <laughs> I am a big empath empathic lass. Like I take a bit of time to get going. Um, I can find the world overwhelming. Um, and I always have been like that always my whole life. And yes, I'm a daydreamer, but that's the daydreaming was me connecting to my intuition, connecting to possibility. I was the most beautiful daydreamer. Like I, the things I used to daydream, about were just beautiful. Um, and I think it wasn't, it was my way of connecting with my intuition as a kid. Um, 
and I would be lost in nature. I would be outside and I would, you know, we would be walking and talking and I would be like, oh, look at that, look at that, look at that. And people probably thought I was just not all there all the time. <laughs> but I really get a lot of sensory input from being outside and being in nature. And that really um, connects me back to myself and back to where I am and being present. So yeah, those things that I was told about myself um, as if they're negatives aren't. I was a really active kid. I've always been very active, very athletic, um, but slow. Like, so sprinting wasn't my thing. <laughs> I was a swimmer uh, and I can, I'm so comfortable in the water. I move amazingly well through the water. I always have not to sprint. I couldn't sprint worse shit, but I could do the distances. Once I got going, I was, I was good to go. Same with like going walking. I'd be huffing and puffing and out of breath, no matter how fit I was to start up with, start off with a good half hour. I'd be like really struggling. And then I could just go for miles. Um, when I'm in my feelings about things, I need quiet and space to reflect and process or else I lash out or I react or say things or um, I'm not in my um I'm not in my best place when I don't have the space. So I need to move away and I'm getting better at saying that I'm getting better um, at, at saying I need that um, and giving that to myself. And when I'm learning, like I need a bit of time to learn and sit with something. Um, especially right now, I'm noticing that as an adult and I'm learning about a lot of social justice issues. I can't, I, you know, it's overwhelming. I need to sit with something, sit with it, process it, what it means for me, how I embed it in my life, how it, how it, how is it going to change me? How is this learning going to change my behavior, change my understanding of the world? I need time for that. Like I would argue most of us do. <laughs> um, everything about me, my body, my mind, my nervous system, my heart, my intuition, like it's slower. And I'm learning this isn't such a bad thing, that actually giving myself what I need is a real sweetness, a real gift. Um, and I think the more of us that do that will find, the better we're able to show up and be present for our own lives. And yeah, it's just, it's good. Um, I'm also very much someone who needs to work with my cycles. So as a bleeding person, I work with my monthly cycles. My monthly cycle happens to be exactly on, I bleed on the full moon and I um, am ovulating on the new moons. And um, so I feel there's a double extra pull there of emotions because I'm quite in, in tune with the moon cycles. So um, yeah, I need rest at times in the month like not need it. My body takes it, whether I'm ready to give it or not. And I used to rage against this and I'd be so upset. I'd have these massive lows and these horrible feelings of being down and low and then not being able to, and then it would just make it worse because I wasn't listening to what my body was telling me. My body was telling me to slow rage down. Um, and so I'm getting better at doing that. And when I don't do this, and you'll notice this and give yourself a chance to notice when you're not in your pace, when you're being forced to, or you force yourself to move in a way that doesn't suit you best. Like I know I feel harassed. I feel overwhelmed. I feel exhausted. I drop and I break things. I get injured. I still start telling myself all the shitty stories and lies. My brain starts to go in overdrive. I feel totally off. Like I know now exactly when I'm not in my pace. So yes, it's a big thing to consider. I think it's an extremely important thing to consider and I highly recommend that you do. Um, 
and give yourself some time. Just check in with yourself. Just give yourself a little bit more. How can you give yourself a little bit more of what works best for you? It is so worth it. And I highly, highly recommend that you take some time to do that. So yes, that's us for this month. I just wanted to mention as well that there are a couple ways for you to work with me. Um, there is some coaching options on the website. I do straight coaching, um, life coaching using a, a tips and hints and a, um, oh gosh, I've forgotten the name for it. <sighs> model. There's a coaching model I follow for people who would like the straight coach and stuff. I also do tarot readings, which are um, soul-based tarot readings, but very much around the invitations for you as you are right now, which are based on the teachings of Lindsay Mack and are extremely supportive. And I also offer the two combined, which I'm actually moving more and more towards, is um the best coaching sessions and the best connections I've had with my lovelies has always been through the mix of coaching with tarot. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to own that more <laughs> and I'm getting there. And, um, there's also a couple courses up on shine time school over on teachable. And there is a habit tracker course for those who feel really supported by tracking habits and being in their, um, awareness of what they're doing in their day-to-day life and, picking habits that will support them the best. There's a wonderful course there to work you to help talk you through it all. There's also two tarot courses, an intro um, to tarot for the curious intuitive. Um, For those, because a lot of people have asked me about getting into tarot and I know that tarot can be and come across as a wee bit of a a weird thing or a scary thing because of the messaging we've been told again. But we get to question that now. Tarot has probably been has been one of the most transformative things I've implemented in my life and I've owned in my life and actually embraced. Um, it is like therapy for me. It is like self-coaching therapy for me. It's the, one of the, the best things I've done for myself is to embrace that side of things um, that I started years and years ago and um, felt I couldn't really embrace until I found a wonderful community of other tarot readers on Instagram. Yay. For social media in that way. <laughs> um, and there's a second course there for more, a more intermediate, um, in-depth course for those who are already into tarot, who want to just connect at a totally deeper level. Um, and it talks about how you can work with your cards, um, in a way that ways that we maybe aren't often told, um, and that are often, aren't often shared with us. So that is for today your September episode of Shine Time Coaching. I'm so um, grateful that you're here and I'm grateful that we have the space to connect and I will hopefully speak to you next month. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you would like to learn more about me and my work, you can head over to the website www.shinetimecoaching.com and you can follow me over on Instagram at shinetime underscore coaching. If you enjoyed listening, it would mean an awful lot to this coach if you would consider leaving a review on your podcast listening platform of choice. It really helps the visibility of the work we are doing together and it allows others to find us. I hope your month is full of what you want and need. Big hugs and love from me to you. Thank you.